with you, man. How you feeling, pimp? I, you know, it sucks to come back down to earth after like a little mini vacation. Uh, <laughs> I got to say that. But I will say, bro, I had the time of my motherfucking life this weekend. You know we got to talk about it, man. X was in Detroit, you know. Before before we get into the show, of course, I am X the Exile, one of the few X's we actually acknowledge, of course, yeah. here on the Blackberry and joined by the guy of New York himself, Van Ritt, ladies and gentlemen. And we yeah. are here to give you the latest and greatest in comic book news. But before we do that, we gotta do a bit, bit of bullshit, a little bit of bullshitting. And just big spoiler alert: if you are not huge into wrestling, this is probably not the episode for you. Because <laughs> I went to SummerSlam this weekend, which is a yeah. huge wrestling event. And yeah, if you don't want to hear about this shit, I recommend to probably knowing us, skip fifteen to twenty-five minutes ahead, just just to yeah. be safe. Uh, but yeah. I went to SummerSlam this weekend, a little road trip with me and brother Tim. Um, hold up, how to get the gum comfortable in my mouth before I start talking yeah, again. You it's know all good. It's spirited all good. and shit. Take your time, Pastor. And I will, I will start this story off with a minor announcement, right? Yeah. On the way there, the day before, as y'all know, and as I announced on this show last week, brother Tim professed that he will be following Premier League football this season and <laughs> choosing Manchester United as his club. Yeah. So, you know, first of all, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Right. So, this it wasn't like, you know what I'm saying, a straight quid pro quo. Like, it wasn't no agreement. But Tim concurrently has been going through a, a, a foray, if you will, into One Piece. Oh, um, wow. And as you've noticed, and anyone who follows Tim at Notorious Big Tim, for those of you who mentioned, um, he has been tweeting a lot about One Piece, encouragingly positive things that over the course of these last months have made me sick to my stomach. (laughs) But, but, Brother Tim did, did, with it, I want to preface with that it took four hours of straight convincing Uh in a car. I want to be very clear about this. At least four and a half hours to straight convincing. Real politicking. Real politicking. Yeah. It might have looked like the interrogation scene out of GTA 5. <laughs> but, but I'm giving One Piece one last motherfucking wow. chance. That's big, bro. I like when I say I never thought I'd see the day, I mean, I ain't never thought I'd see the day. You, you, you thought this beef was going to be, be as potent as CM Punk and Miss McMahon. Yeah, Ooh. bro. Honestly, oh, yeah. X, only thing left on your list to come over to is Cody Rhodes, bro. Be honest. Don't with you. don't start that shit. Don't, <laughs> don't start that thing shit. Left on your list, bro. Do not start that shit. All right, man. <laughs> um, Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes in the city of Detroit. Speaking of which, city of Detroit. Uh-huh. Uh, it took took five hours. We did not realize Michigan was on the Eastern Time Zone, and we only figured it out. After recording, after recording, the pod, yeah. after recording <laughs> confessions with Ali, shout out to the homie Ali. We had the best damn tour guide to take us through Detroit. Um, but oh, yeah, we did the, brother. It was uh amazing, yeah. Um, but yeah, shotgun confessions episode five will be the first black variant ever recorded on location throughout any of our shows. So shout uh-huh. to us. Um, uh, we stayed at the MGM Grand. We got there Thursday night. Friday night, we kicked it with the homie Ali. Um, we went to Sweetwater. First of all, we met at WrestleCon. Wait, actually, I got to take it back. We went to the Superstore, first of all. Um, Tim bought the White Intercontinental Championship. Shout out to Tim. Um, 
And while we were taking it apart and shit, uh, the, like the WWE videographer or whatever was like right behind us, like with some kids mm-hmm. and noticed us on un- like unpackaged. Like we ain't mean to unbox the title like live in the store, but we were unboxing the title like some niggas live in the store. <laughs> um, and they started taking a video of it. So like if y'all, I might've missed it, but like I might be on the WWE Instagram page with Tim. Um, cutting a promo, cutting a promo with cutting a promo about Gunter. Um, so yeah, Casey, y'all see me out there. Yeah. Also, I was on TV during SummerSlam. Oh yes, yeah. (laughs) Very clearly, did not realize that until after the event. Um, but if you see a tall, bald black man sticking his hand straight up in the air with the purple phone case, yes, that was me. Um, great seats too, brother. Great seats. Hey man, I I even know how good they were until we got there, but that's besides the point. I'm gonna get into the story. Um, but I do want to say, the city of Detroit. I do apologize for all my slander. Um, wow. I, I know. Well, how much growth have I done this year? I know it's been a big week for you, bro. Uh, city of Detroit. I apologize for all my slander for for all future slander inquiries. My go-to target would now be Cleveland. Okay. And the state of Ohio, okay. and my backup alternates will be both cities of Kansas City. Um, so sorry, Kansas City, but y'all gotta take that that L now. Detroit, you know, Ali and Ant have convinced me to never slander Detroit again. Um, yeah. once again, several hours of interrogation, um, Trevor style GTA, if you will. <laughs> um, right. We had Sweetwater Tavern, my nigga. That was that was some of the greatest wings yeah. I have ever had on, on this planet. Um, this is real delicious. I can't even hold you. And what fucked me up was while I was going on, while we were eating, SmackDown was on. And it was nine o'clock and SmackDown was still going. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I had to remember Eastern time zone. East Coast time, baby. <laughs> and I, and I want to tell y'all this, right? I want to say this, right? I have, I have had one weekend of living on Eastern time zone. And uh-huh. I completely get why you and Meals and, and Rios and everybody else tweets very angrily on a TNT Saturday night. All right. Yeah. I can I completely get that shit now. All right, that's just yeah. why it's not it's not the best, man. It's only it's only decent premier football time. Like it's gonna be interesting for me to see 10 wake up at 6 a.m. to watch soccer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be very uh, tuned in for that. But yeah, even living on the east is it's rough, man. It's rough. I feel I feel so bad for you niggas. I feel so bad for all y'all. <laughs> um, but while also Saturday night, we linked up with the homie Cornell, who from 2K, who also yeah. used to work for the PC. Um, we pulled into the hotel. Uh, we got to meet brother Armand. We got to be, be meet brother Rel. Uh, but I got to meet uh Wit uh, Rel's wife. She's super cool. Yeah. Um, I got to meet. We got to meet so many fucking. Oh, Donnie was there, yo. Uh, yeah, shout out to Donnie. Every, yo, everybody was fucking there, dog. Um, we I put I walked up to the table, and fucking almost was sitting there, and <laughs> I looked at him, and he looked at me, and like I could tell he was clearly having a like, he's he we wasn't sure what type of fan I was about to be moment, right? right. Um, but I was like, my nigga, you know what I'm saying? You're one of the few people on this planet that make me feel small, and you just sitting down, I don't want no smoke. And, and <laughs> he laughed, and then the the night was good from there. Um, we had. At one point, you know what I'm saying? I, I had I had you know what I'm saying smoke before I got there. So I was already smacked. And then like right, started right. ordering shots and like drinks started flowing. So I was super smacked. Um at one point I was telling a story about Tim and I was like, 
Hey, oh, I was telling this story. So the night we got there, right, we, me and Tim recorded and we, we you know, being niggas, we forgot to eat until after we recorded. Right, right. Um, so we get, we went downstairs, got some food. We started drinking, right? Um, right. Because, like, we were taking too long at the table. We tried to be polite. We got up out of the restaurant, and then we went into the, the lounge. We stayed at the MGM Grand, for, like, those of you who don't know. Um, so there was, like, this place called The Tap in it, and then in the middle of, like, the big-ass casino, there's a place called Access, right? So we sit at the Access Bar Lounge, right? Or Lounge Bar. Right. And we drink, and we, have a, we throw back some Moscow Mules, right? And then on the motherfucking piano, uh, on the, for the worst goddamn rendition of Hotel California that I've ever fucking heard <laughs> in live piano, um, the motherfucker was playing Hotel California, and like me and Tim are like, ah, oh, this is this is not good, right. um, right? The holes were like at that point we were frightened but not scared, right, right, right. right. And by and for those of you know new to the back variant, by holes, holes is a general term on the show. So by holes. I mean, me and Tim, right? Right, 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 right. So after Hotel California, the motherfucker switched to Changes by Tupac. And for those of you who had Tim's Instagram <laughs> on, on, I think, Thursday night, Thursday going into Friday night, you saw yeah. a video of my of my large, light-skinned cousin very enraged at a bar, just, just visibly just hide, upset. Just hide. <laughs> so at that moment, the motherfucker started playing Tupac, right? We were like, nah, bro, let's just close the tab. Let's just go home. Nah, we're not like we're not doing this shit. Yeah, so in the process up. of us closing the tab, trying to you know flag down the waitress and all that shit, they then switched to the temptations, and me and Tim booked it out of the motherfucking casino. Yeah, dog. yeah, it was going we, a little too crazy. The hoes were not only scared, we were we, we were in enraged, my nigga. We were we were scared for our lives. I felt, I don't know how I felt like. I feel like I don't know the citizens of Metropolis every time one of Superman's villains start wilding out on a Tuesday night. All right. Now, what time we, of night is this? What, what what time of night is this? All this I want to say maybe it was 10, 10. Like, it wasn't no outrageous time. It was like right, maybe right. 10 30, 11 ish. Like a late what, dinner time. Yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why are you playing Changes by Tupac on piano? It was two white guys. <laughs> Very casually. What what are we doing here? But yeah, I was telling that story that I got to the part about, hey Tim, what'd you say about hotel count? And the nigga wasn't there, right? Right. And I'm like, yo, where the fuck is Tim? And so the whole table looks up like, where the fuck is Tim? And then we all in we all look down the the, the bar, right. and Cornell is talking to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And you see, all you see is Cornell get distracted mid sentence. It's just start following somebody, and you see Tim round the corner with a tray. Full of tequila shots. <laughs> that's his great. That's the greatest pick ever, man. Greatest pick dog, ever. dog, and, and, and Cornell is talking to somebody like important, like in relation to his work, in, right. in relation to his work, right? But he stops and points at Tim and mouths, "You sick fuck!" <laughs> with a whole and tray then, of drink, uh, yeah. With, with, you know, not only with a whole tray of drinks, but like the greatest smile I have ever seen on Jeez my brother's and face. beaming, brother. Beaming. Be- beaming, dog. You know, the, mm. the cheeks, the cheeks are flush, looking like a hoop yeah. from, from yeah. the Grinch. You feel me? Exactly. Shout exactly. um, out But as he's coming down, we all I run around the table. It's like, ah, shit. Here we go again. Because at this point, everybody is super smacked. Yeah. All right. Whatever your vices for that night, my nigga, you were smacked at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and shout out to Donnie who basically covered this. All, I'm on the all on the A show I Instagram this week as well. So go check out the A show Instagram because Donnie did cover everything from that week and go check that out. Um, but dog, we fucking we we made our way through the lobby and shit. And like I had to go to the bathroom at one point when I was coming out, 
I saw this just beautiful woman standing there. Like mm -hmm. Cornell was talking to somebody. I just saw this beautiful woman and she was just glowing and her hair was down. And I was fucking confused as to who it was. I'm like, why I didn't know who this beautiful person was. I got within 10 steps. Mind you, I'm like, once again, super smack. Live yeah. from Smack City level of smack at this point. Right, 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 right. I got within 10 steps and I realized it's Bianca Belair. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, and I'm walking up to Cornell and I'm like, yo, if I... if Shivering? Shivering? Not shivering, yo, but I, I'll put it like this, right? I was so intent on not being lame, like I kept a straight face, right? right but right. in my head, I was like, if I stop and verbally acknowledge who this woman is, I will come off like a motherfucking fangirl. And I'm trying really hard right. not to do that, right? Yeah. So I walked up to Cornell, Dr. I was like, hey, yo, Tim, Tim order more shots. And he was like, God damn it. All right, I'll see you at the table in a minute. Like, and that yeah. was it. Uh, but Bianca looks just as beautiful in regular, regular ass life and regular ass clothes. As she done live on Monday Night Raw. God bless that woman. Friday Night SmackDown. God we bless that woman. Shout um, out to her, man. But yeah, at one point we were in the lobby kicking it, and then fucking Damian Priest came out the came off the elevator. Um, <laughs> that part is also on the A Show Instagram for those of you who want to see that. Um, and he was mass smacked. He was I, he was I, I believe it. He was super smacked. Like shout out to like hey, hey, and and as somebody, you know, we've in the hood, there's a lot of Puerto Ricans, there's a lot of Hispanic Latino people, right? Yeah. As someone who's dealt with a lot of them, I can tell you for a certified fact, Damian Priest, mad niggerish, man. Man, yeah. Mad, yeah. mad niggerish. I, I, I fuck with Damian Priest. He's mad funny. Um, and then at one point we was trying to, we was trying to get into the Ubers and everything. And uh, because SmackDown was in Toledo that night, and Toledo's only an hour away from Detroit, um, so like some people from SmackDown were coming through. I saw Santos Escobar. He looks, he was super mad cool. Like he ain't coming. Be like, yo, what's good? But he was like, you know, how, how y'all doing? He said something. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and Cross looks like a dork in real life. Um, <laughs> shout out to Bailey for reasons I will not get into on this podcast. Um, but we at this point of the night, Armand had inadvertently challenged him to a drink off for his title belt that he had bought that day in the chat. Oh um, God. I can confirm that Tim wanted to drink off. Oh, um, he held it down. Shout out to Tim. Tim, Tim held it down, you know what I'm saying? Smith clan, Smith, the Smith family yeah. fade runs strong in our bloodline. Um, yeah. but at this point in the night, when we were trying to get the Ubers, Armand was staying at the hotel that, that, that we were at. So, goddamn, Paul, like, at this point, Paul Heyman came through and, like, just got in from SmackDown. Nice. And while he was in the lobby and shit, like, he was sitting, like, on a wall or whatever, trying to get some shit done. And uh, Armand was so fucked up. He was, he was, he was at the point of the night, was like, all right, bro, I need to go to bed, but, like, I need food, right? Yeah. Um, we left the homie Armand ordering some glizzies next to Paul Heyman. God bless that man. <laughs> what a night, bro. What, I what? love Armand so much. I am. Armand legend. No bullshit. I am so proud of him. Um, he made it. Y'all, if y'all watched the press conference at the SummerSlam, he, oh, yeah, was he was there. Um, he was. He covered everything all all weekend, dog. He was everywhere. Every he was everything everywhere all at once, man. I'm so proud of him and everything he's done over at Vibe, man. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Shout out to Armand. Shout out to Armand. Um, shout out to everybody we met this weekend. Shout out to yo. SummerSlam was cool and great and everything, but like what really brought a, a smile to my heart was meeting the homies, honestly and truly. Always, always. Um, yeah, that was the most some of the most fun I ever had in my life. Shout out to all of them. Um, 
I also accidentally taught myself how to roll a blunt this weekend. Nice. Which is fun, <laughs> which is great. Um, because, you know, I, I know it's legal in Michigan, but like I ain't feel like, you know, spending spend money on some shot can get the crib. Yeah. Lo and behold, I got to tell y'all, weed laws, not, the, not universal, not the same. I can yeah. get way more weed in Michigan than I can in Illinois for roughly the same amount of money. <laughs> and I do I do mean exponentially more. And I'm not bullshitting this, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I went to Michigan. I I had I had packed some packed some blunts with me, you know what I'm saying? Right. So so if I needed one, I could have one, right? And one of them had felt fell my last one actually had fell the fuck apart. Oh, um, so while I watched it unroll, I was like, oh. Pain. So that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I when I got back, so when I got <laughs> home, when I got home the next day, and like I got done with my therapy session and I started doing my you know post therapy blunt or post therapy smoke session, you know, as as people with nice routines do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, nigga, I can roll a blunt. Fuck this. So I rolled myself a blunt <laughs> and it worked. So I absolutely taught myself how so to roll the blunt. Niggas in tech, man. <laughs> Niggas in tech, bro. Black men in STEM, that's crazy. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. But yeah, man. And then we actually did SummerSlam. Um, SummerSlam was super fun. Uh, I can't say enough nice things. Uh, I got to say the best part about SummerSlam, low key, were all the kids. There was one little badass kid who tried to like eat the popcorn while I was holding it that he did not, his parents oh, did not damn, pay for. <laughs> like it was mine. I paid for it. I know. I carried back to the seats. Um and I, had, and I had to have a dad moment. I had to look at this little four year old and just be like, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, 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 like, don't be rude with it. Don't make a scene. But, like, just look at the little nigga and be like, no. And he was like, why? And I was like, because I said so. Like, I'm not your parent, dog. I ain't gonna explain this shit to you. <laughs> exactly. And he, re- and he was just, he respected it. And that was it. You know what I'm saying? This is how you can be firm with That's kids. That's how you gotta, being... lay, you gotta level with the kids, man. You gotta yeah, level you with have, the kids. You gotta think, like, from the kid's perspective. Like, this is a four year old who, like, I gotta say, throughout the show was clearly not invested. Like, his parents were clearly the ones who wanted to come. And he was mm-hmm. just along for the ride type shit. So you gotta be like, damn, how would I be a four year old in an arena of 60,000 people? Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. I like, Things considering the kid could have been, been doing much worse. Um, but like the kid passed off like the second match too, so like God God won in that one. <laughs> um there was like these two Samoa girls Samoan girls right behind me and Tim. And when Jay and Roman came out, they literally screeched. Like I'm not talking screaming, <laughs> I'm not talking yelling. A siren yell, like a siren. I'm talking kinda... like you remember, remember in like the episode of SpongeBob, he was like, Victory Screech. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what they did, dog. Okay. Like, they, they was ready, they you know who they came they, to see. Dog, they screeched at the top of their lungs, and like the rest of the night, they were like, they were like in, into it, shit. But like the whole, the whole section stopped and looked at them, but it wasn't all like some shut the fuck up shit. It was on some like, we ain't never ever seen y'all act like this before. <laughs> yeah, acting unusual. And they reminded me of Jemmy. So, Jemmy, if you listen to this, shout out to you. I texted her. And she posted that shit on Twitter. That's and now I got to be mean to niggas to get my reputation back in line. Um, so thank you, Jimmy, for that. I appreciate you. Love you, girl. Um, what the fuck else happened, man? Uh, Seth Finn Hart. Uh, I, so, like, I put this in the chat when it happened. But, like, I did actually get up and go take a break when Cody and Brock happened. But, like, it, like <laughs> a, is, a is for, like, yes, I knew that was the one match I was, I was not going to enjoy. But. But I do gotta say this, right? I came back at the exact moment 
that this motherfucker invented a new suplex on Cody Rhodes, dog. He just threw him all the potato sack. Dog, yeah, dog. Like, and, like regular people who don't want regular watch wrestling, like I'm gonna tell you what happened in like layman terms, right? So Brock Lesnar, like Cody Rhodes, is not like a small man. He's like roughly my size. I'm gonna say like six four, six five, yeah. that shit, right? So Brock Lesnar picks this motherfucker up, deadlifts him off the mat. So that means he was laying down, deadlifts him off the mat by his wa- by his waist, and threw him. From, him, from his right hip over his left shoulder. And <laughs> the way he throws him, his feet were in the air and his and his head was pointed down. Cody's head hits Brock's shoulder. So with so much momentum, the motherfucker flips midair and lands on his face. Yeah. Somehow. Right. And God damn it, I love you, Meals, for dubbing this move the bag of ice suplex. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That's why. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> dog, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was great to watch this motherfucker create a new suplex on him. Unfortunately, Cody won, but hey, you know, I got to rest the rest of what I wanted the rest of the night for get to get through that. Like EO shot, EO, EO Sky. God damn it, I gotta get her name right now. EO yeah. Sky. <laughs> Becoming the WWE Women's Champion, yo. Fire, like, fire. I'm happy for dog. you, man. Uh, I got to see Bianca win a world title in person, even though it lasted all of 47 seconds. But that's okay. <laughs> see, that's okay. How'd you feel when you seen the sprint damage control coming down the, the ramp? <laughs> dog, honestly, like, we were, like, I'm going to keep it real with you, G. Everybody in the crowd was, was legitimately worried about Bianca, dog. Like, yeah, we, I like, thought she really fucked up her knee. Like, dog, I was in the crowd, like. My nigga, like, I'm not sure that's a worker now. Like, once they started, like, you know what I'm saying, hamming it up, all right, it's a work. But, like, yeah. in the beginning, like, when she first went down, she started crying and shit. Everybody in the crowd was like, oh, my God, please, no. Like, yeah, she made like, the craziest like, sound when she hit the ground. I was like, Damn, ex- she see, really that's why, see, that's why we, <laughs> see, that's why we were uh, upset, dog. But, like, it turned out to be fine. She's good. Um, dog, the show was amazing. I can't, I can't say enough good things. The only, like, the only miss was, like, Rhonda and Shayna. I can't keep it real with you. Shayna came out with a fucking black eye on Monday Night Raw yesterday. I was like, hey, man, if she came out with that black eye, they must have been hidden in it. And we ain't know. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. It is what it is. But, like, I got to say the one big change in WWE shows over the last five years because uh, I think the last one I went to, like, before the pandemic was Survivor Series 2019. Right. NXT was a part of it. The biggest change, I got to say, is because of AEW, Everyone who wants like that, that alternative, like non WWE wrestling, so like basically the people of the show would annoy the fuck out of you with a bunch of stupid ass questions about like other products and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all them people don't come to the show no more because they, yeah, they go just to, go to AEW. AEW shows now. So yeah, the yeah, people yeah. who actually come to WWE shows are people who actually enjoy the product, and sitting there with people who actually enjoy the product and don't wish it to be some crazy different shit is so fucking nice, dog. It made my experience so much better. Yeah, man, it's a nice, a nice alternative, man. It's a nice thing to have, and um, yeah, the being there where people actually care about the product, it's fine. Yeah, um, once again, shout out to brother Tim. Um, yeah. like I said before, he bought his title belt, and besides the moment with the shots, that is the second biggest smile I have ever seen of that man's face. <laughs> so, shout out to SummerSlam weekend for us and yeah. surviving that shit. The only thing, the only bad part was, um, I am very much like a walking ass nigga. Like if there's something just like a mile away up the street, like I'll just go walk to it, like. I've always been like that, right? Right. Uh, Tim is not a walking ass nigga. He's a very much a drive somewhere type nigga. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I'm not. I don't say that to be mean, but I will say I gave him like five opportunities to be like, "Hey, yo, like, it's only like three or four blocks away. We could just walk in and be take like 10, 15 minutes." And he was like, "Nah, nigga, we gonna drive." And I was like, "All right, man." 
Um, <laughs> so for SummerSlam on the way back, because Ubers and surcharges and shit, we had to walk back from Florida Field back to the hotel, um, yeah. which wasn't really that far. But Tim was like, nah, bro. I, I like after a long night and like the Ford Field, like inside the actual stadium was whack. Like we had to get into a line to get into another line just to get into the main line type right, shit. Right, it's a whole process. Um, and we didn't know we need like my seats were on the floor. So like we ain't know we need a wristbands. And like we got an email before saying specifically which gate we needed to go into for floor seats. Yeah. So I was like, my nigga, if we get if we got an email to say which gate, y'all can tell me we also need a wristbands to actually get to the floor. Like right, right, I could right. I could have been literally the next line in the email, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, so besides uh, like small shit like that, like with all that culmination, he was fucking tired, man. I completely get it. But he was like, nah, nigga, let's just walk home, dog. But I just I just wanna get off my fucking feet, man. I felt him. <laughs> I felt him on that. I yeah, felt yeah. him on that. Um shout out to Brother Tim, man. But yeah, SummerSlam was fun. Um, however, the, the weekend started with the feds doing the sweep on Vince, and I, I didn't really read the details till today. <laughs> and goddamn, yeah, kicked out my my son's door, man. And then he mysteriously. Well, and then he mysteriously went on medical leave the next day. Come on, man. Yeah, come, yeah, come on, man. For what, you, what, what, what are we doing here? My neck, um, my back, my neck, and my back. Oh, one last thing. I told my therapist about my whole weekend and shit. In like the industry, these details I will not include on here. Um, but I, I, I had to make her Google some people to like for context. Right, um, right, right. And I had I made her Google Roman Reigns because I told her because at one point during the show, this little kid. During the main event, and like it was, it was some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in a wrestling event, right? Like, there a fuck you Roman chant has started nice, out, nice, right? Um, and like no one in our section was doing it, right? But all of a sudden, you just hear this one little shirt ass voice go, "Fuck you, Roman!" Little kid, man. This little white kid, dog. And like the whole section started busting up laughing, and like I had to explain that shit to my therapist. And shit. I was like, "All right, so you got to Google Roman Reigns, dog." Right. And she Googled Roman Reigns. And like the face she made, and like her 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 visceral body reaction. Have y'all seen the gif of that woman squirming in that movie, like the movie theater yeah, chair coming to America? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she made she did that in front of me, dog. Like the horror. She she blushed as hard as as someone could blush, dog. She did the squirm, and then she looked up and realized I was there. And and then I was like, it's cool. That's generally the reaction, like when people see Roman Reigns. It's all good, dog. I yeah, completely yeah. understand. Like, but that, well, that was a funny ass one. But just shout out to my therapist, whose nice. name I will not say on this podcast. But shout out to her. Um, but yeah, man, SummerSlam happened. That shit was fun. And twenty five minutes later, I told y'all exactly. I, damn, I know how much I talk. Ain't you great? <laughs> That's fine though. I'm happy you had a good time, man. Shout out to all my uh, Detroit niggas. You know what I mean? Hey, question: How loud? Like how how loud was the show from like? From your angle, like from TV, because like it sounded pretty loud. It sounded like there was a lot of people in there. <laughs> okay, man. cool. So like you know how like wrestlers be like sometimes like it's so loud, it's quiet, like in between, like when when they're really close to each other. That's right. how I felt down there. Like it it was so fucking loud that like all I could really hear was my section, and like that made yeah. you know if if I could hear everything that happened in the arena, this shit would be crazy. Like at one point there was a baby Deadpool like leading a chant. Like shout out to baby Deadpool. <laughs> I hope his eardrums are good. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, SummerSlam was great. So I'm glad to hear that we came out loud. Uh, shout out to City of Detroit. Shout out to Ant. Shout out to Ali. Shout out to everybody we met that weekend. Yeah, um, any questions for any questions before we move on to like semi regular or semi yeah nah, semi regular shit? I think you summed it up perfectly. Shit, I I should have went. Damn, that's like a good time. Hey man, hey listen, hey if if Philly is if Philly is in the destiny, 
You gotta yeah, come, dog. Yeah. I, man. Matter of fact, after the you know the RNC night out, um, I texted Justin like you know awesome drunk smack shit. Um, you know you, y'all know exactly why I am. I'm definitely the motherfucker. Be like, I love you, man, to the niggas, right? Um, <laughs> I texted him that, but I was also like, bro, you would have been so proud to see like everything, like we like just to see us hang out this week and how much fun yeah, we have, man. like. Shout out to Justin, man, because like without yeah. without him, I wouldn't have been able to make all these connections to these genuine friends and people I would have Absolutely, with family. Shout out to J Five. Um, and and like speaking of Ali, bro, I did not realize me and Ali have been friends for a decade. This is crazy, yeah, bro. Like yeah, like legit, like been following you guys for like a decade, bro. It's just time flies. Time flies. Time flies, dog. Uh, but yeah, man, we gotta get you out there. We gotta get Justin. We gotta get meals out there. We gotta get everybody out there one of these days, yeah, man. But Absolutely. yeah, man, SummerSlam. Also, in you know, big legal news. Tory Lanez got sentenced today. <laughs> Tory Ten Lanez, years. good riddance, good riddance, man. Can we get a bomb? Can we get a bomb for that? Oh yeah, we get a, we get an oppie timer. Get one oppie timer. Not an oppie. Uh, <laughs> hey man, yeah, man. I I gotta say, I have never seen a more plain case of you shouldn't have been talking shit than this. Yeah, um, man. I. I, I really don't know what else to say regarding Tory Lanez, man. Uh, like this is you can put it as simply as this, this is like the the major big overview of the case, right? Why the fuck does I, I, Ilya Dragunov look like a young Logan Roy? I don't like this shit. <laughs> um, but this has been like the basic big facts, of the overarching case, right? Um, Tory Lanez shot Megan the Stallion, right? Tory Lanez then proceeded to start lying about shooting Megan the Stallion to the point yeah. Megan the Stallion had to come out and be like, yo. Stop fucking lying about me. Tory Lanez continued to lie and double down, triple down, quadruple down, if you will. Um, to the point where Megan Thee Stallion was like, yo, like I'm really serious. Like, I'm I'm asking this one last time, bro. Like, stop doing this shit. Um, and what proceeded to happen was because he wouldn't stop doing said shit, she stopped protecting him from the Los Angeles Police Department. Because you know, if you shoot somebody in a residential area, that rings off a lot of alarms and ring doorbell cameras. <laughs> yeah. He made so, it out of himself, man. All he had to do was fall back, man. Yo, he had no less than five opportunities to stop doing this shit and stop, you know, putting out, you know, information out there to make to make Meg look bad and and talk, to, you know, slut shame her and, and say all these type of fucked up shit about her dog. Like you had so many opportunities and you could have avoided jail had you just, you know, not not even apologize, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, you would have skated on that whole thing. You would have, you would have skated, man. All you had to do was shut the fuck up, and now you're gonna be without your hair plugs in prison. Um, <laughs> we got to talk about, we got to talk about one more thing, Eric, before we get into the show. What's up? Black versus white war games that took place in Alabama. <laughs> the, the, the the mayhem at, at, at the motorboat. Um, I haven't oh. seen a scuffle like that since like uh, Infinity, the, uh, I, the book, the comic. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen smoke like that since Batman walked seven hours in the Russian winter, dog. Yeah, like, man. Like I, th- that's some generational ass game banging that has happened, man. I, for those of you who don't know, who haven't heard about this, right? Um, uh, was it Saturday or Sunday night? I think in Montgomery, Alabama, on the riverfront, a black security guard basically asked these white people in this private vote boat. Just move their boat down a little bit so they can dock this other boat, like the the, the big boat, the main board of the port, basically, or the port, basically. Um, instead of like you know, even just giving like a, a semi rude fuck off, uh, the white men of said private boat started jumping the black security guard, 
prompting all the black folk around to come help um, and come intervene. This the the form of this help uh, varied from someone jumping off the main Masa-Aqualad. boat. Yeah. Yo, 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 yo. I, Kofi Kingfish, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Twenty One Salmon. Um, anyone you want to call him, dog. Michael B. Phelps. Mm-hmm. Michael. B. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he jumped off the boat and swam towards somebody. Came through with a steel chair, but like niggas vote formed up like Voltron to stop to save the security guard and stop these white folks from beating on him, right? And once they got the man actually up, my man instead of being like, you know, what I'm saying, fuck, like, fuck, you know. I just want to, you know, get 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 out of here type shit. He got up, started wrecking. Yo, like, got up, took his security shirt off. Yeah, walked over to the niggas and said, "Let's ride," and went and busted. They had <laughs> the Tony. I mean, the Captain America in Infinity War. Dog, <laughs> no, no, at one point you see him getting up and like dust this shit off, and then take off his shirt, and then walk up to the other niggas. Like niggas started talking. Like, one person tried to talk him down. You can see from the body language, he's like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. And then some other nigga was like, you good? He was like, nah, bro, let's go take care of this type of shit, right? And then they then they walked down the port, and they proceeded to start busting these white folks' ass from one end of the port to the other, right? <laughs> and the wow. melee got so, so, got so official, got so real, my man came through. <laughs> what a what? Was it even was it was a folding chair? White <laughs> so, folding chair, bro. Yo, Still folding started giving, chair. Start giving chair shots like the rock in the eye quit match with man ninety nine dog. Nigga like, turned it into ECW in that motherfucker, man. Do y'all remember when Undertaker hit um hit Maven so hard with the steel chair? The shit the the chair of the like the seat of the chair folded and hit folded, his motherfucking yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how hard he hit these white folks with that chair, dog. Crack them, bro. And the thing is, the police were low key. I thought like the police would let them niggas rock, but once Yo. my son started going crazy with the chair, I was like, All right, man. That, that's the crazy part about it. For once, 12 wasn't being assholes about it, right? Uh, there was uh. one black police officer just standing there watching it unfold, right? Like, hey, man, these motherfuckers brought these ass open on themselves, type shit. Yeah, right? you know, fake breaking it up, type shit. Yeah, like, not even yeah. fake breaking, just being like, hey, is anyone bleeding? Oh, okay, yeah. we good. No one dead for it. All right, refereeing, refereeing. Um, yeah, yeah. Someone got some either got larried or speared into the fucking water at one point. <laughs> or, you, or you know, the way niggas be like in WWE, niggas like grabbing by the shorts. Yeah, yeah, the ring. Exactly, like, it, yeah, it looked like that. It was fucking hilarious. It looked like just as funny in real life as it does in wrestling. Um, yeah, that's pretty rough. But yeah, the man was just kind of standing there. And the dude came through, started wrecking shit with the steel chair, and he act. And I, I don't think it was an accident, but he hit this white woman with the chair. And like one of the times he folded that shit, he hit her. Um, so they were like, yeah, he was like, yeah, my nigga, he you put got her like into the ground though. G, she <laughs> was like, <laughs> she was sitting up like Undertaker. And this nigga did. <laughs> she it was like an anime. It was some Looney Tunes shit, man. She she slumped back onto the boat, dog. And yeah. like the, the cop after that was like. Hey man, like I, I was reasonably gonna let you like you know do your thing, but like you can't be bu- busting the white woman over the head with the chair, my nigga. Like yeah, that's that's that's, a, that's the line we draw in the sand. Um, but allegedly that man didn't even get arrested. So shout out to him. Um, what else happened in that video, man? They they, they it was too much, bro. It was a lot of ge- shit. Happening. Hey, listen, I gotta say, generational ass whooping. If if yeah, this is this is what we wanted from Temecula, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but like. These men, these people really like vote formed up and like the Negro Defense Force took care of business. You know what I'm saying? This is the black, this is the blackest shit I've seen since the Harlem Heat came out, man. This is y'all didn't think about this right. Th- put it like this in terms, right? 
a 16-year-old teenager jumped off a boat, right, in Mississippi. Yeah. In Mississippi, where snakes are actually in the water. Alabama, Alabama, my fault. Or Alabama, my bad. Where snakes are actually in the water type shit, right? Jumped off a boat, breaking generational stereotypes, right? He wasn't expecting that one. Right. (laughs) There are some people in the world who have not swam, and I completely get people who have not learned to swim or have not swam, right? For those who have never swam in your life before, swimming takes a lot of fucking energy, right? A lot of energy. I have, yo, listen, as a nigga who's actually like a decently in shape, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna be like, I, I got a six pack, like, Romarine type shit, but like, I'll work out. Yeah. Uh, I've actually like tried to like go the full length of like a, a, a competitive swimming pool. I was fighting for my life. Yeah, I was no giving joke. it my swimming all. No joke. Yeah. Then I, th- I thought like 10 minutes had passed, two minutes had passed. I had made it maybe a quarter of the way down into this fucking pool, dog. Like, swimming takes a lot of energy. So, in order to swim, to go fuck somebody up, right? No matter how small the distance, to swim, to go fuck somebody up, and not only fuck somebody up, be video, be recorded, giving motherfuckers Street Fighter combos, giving motherfuckers rock bottoms, um, in 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 clothesline from hells that JBL will be proud of is a feat within within itself. Where yeah. if, if someone can find, I know it's out there, but if someone can find that young man's cash up, we should give him something. His college fund should be bountiful for what he has done this weekend. Give it up for that kid, man. The kids are all right. Yeah, man. The kids, the kids are doing well. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Shout out to the kids, man. Um, all right, we we, we got we covered the ma- the madness in Montgomery. Um, <laughs> we covered SummerSlam. We covered accidental blunt rolls. We covered Tory the Feds doing the sweep on Tory Lance getting packed out. Uh, what else do we have to cover before we get to the show? I this think week? I think that's it. I think that's it. I think we can jump in. Oh man, let, all right, let's get back into regular ass. Let's hop into dead shots this week, right? Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog 3, the first two of which I have not watched yet, and I really should. Oh wow. Um, is set to begin filming. You've to- and you've personally told me to do that shit too, and yeah, I still haven't done it. I'm gonna Bye, do it one of these days. Bye. Um, it's set to begin filming without actors from September on, right? Which sounds like a lot of mocap to me, right? Right, like a lot of anime animated part of it. Yeah. Uh, but also, how the fuck are you going to start filming a movie with without writers and actors? <laughs> Once again, they, they, I'm guessing they're just going to take shots from the from the actual video games and just put them into a movie. I I don't know, like if, if if like if Sega is that cooperative, like the way Sony was, like with the Spider-Man video games and shit. Um, like with the like the the, the motion capture, the actual moment, like the yeah. motion for the uh like the CGI characters and shit. Um. But like, dog, I this shit sounds so fucking stupid. Like, why? How can you do a movie without actors and writers? <laughs> it's mad like aggressive. Like, you know what I mean? Like, damn, y'all niggas can't wait, bro. Like, I know Sonic. The last Sonic movies made a lot of money, but nigga, chill. Like, hey man, the last time I'm trying to make a Sonic movie without major input from people, uh, we got that 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 that, that banished design that we only saw the fucking Alvin and the Chipmunks movie a couple years later. <laughs> the fans saved that movie on the first Sonic movie, actually. Yeah, because they were just going to scrap that shit, and they're like, nah, bro. All we just have to do is, you know, go just back and redesign it, this motherfucker. But whatever. Um. Let's go into another, you know, potential sequel with, you know, without input. Louis Letier um, says a scrapped Incredible Hulk sequel would have had Grey Hulk and multiple Red Hulks, which means, which reads to me like Red Hulk and Red She-Hulk. Um, but, man, 
how are you feeling about this? I'm kind of happy it got scrapped. Uh, <laughs> I, <can't laughs> lie to you, right? I don't think it would have worked with Ed Norton um, long term. I feel like I liked him in the Hulk movie, but I feel like him being like a, fran- a part of a franchise just wouldn't work just personality wise. Like, so it makes sense why they, they had to get rid of it and they just scrapped the movie overall. Honestly, I feel like him and Robert Downey Jr. probably would have been too much power. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because like, because like, once again, like we talked like last week about Robert Downey Jr. like giving motherfuckers, getting motherfuckers paid in the Avengers, like literally like being like, nigga, I am not coming to set unless you motherfuckers pay my homies. Uh, but like, if they had him and Ed Norton to contend with, they probably would have just scrapped some Avengers movies, honestly and truly. Um, Kevin Feige just wouldn't have dealt with that bullshit, dog. <laughs> yeah, like at all, bro. Like Ed Norton has a reputation for just being difficult to work with, so that, that would have been uh, interesting to see. Hey, 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 shout out to my artistic king. You feel me? Yeah. Um, but speaking of my artistic king, let's talk about The Rock. Um, The Rock spoke on what happened with Black Adam and its you know sequel development with Kevin Hart over the weekend. And he said, and I quote, you have people coming in creatively or coming in who creatively physically make decisions that you may not agree with. So I think Black Adam was one of those movies that got caught in the web of new leadership. A.K.A. James Gunn said, this shit's not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> Um, what the fuck out of here? That works, just not for James Gunn. <laughs> That's a good sequel. Just not for Peter Safran. <laughs> exactly. Um it hey man, it, it is what it is. Like, hey man, he'll be all right. He'll be he he'll should, be good. He got overzealous, man. He tried to he tried to force his way in and it just ain't work out. Hey man, I, I respect the effort. Um I do think you know I I am a firm believer in defending yourself, especially against WB, who has had a reputation of slandering their own directors over the last decade. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I, I kind of get weak in the whole, like, the, yeah, the movie actually made, you know, money to defend yourself in public, but also, like, yeah, that definitely was the moment they're like, yeah, we can work with this bitch again. Yeah, you know what I'm bro. saying? Like, yeah. um, no matter how popular they were. But, you know, The Rock also just got, like, a record payout for, like, the next Red Notice movie or some shit like that. So, you know. Netflix, right? really be ups- Netflix Yeah, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, so you know how can I really how really upset can we be for the rock? Yeah, um but let's roll, roll into the last thing for Dead Shots this week. And yes, this is with the backdrop of Hollywood writers and actors fighting against this shit verbal, like very vocally. But Disney is creating a task force to study artificial intelligence and how it can be applied across the entertainment conglomerate. <laughs> they started this task force a hundred days into the writer strike. Yeah, I'm sure. Damn. How do you yeah, feel yeah. about this? And honestly, it probably was already started, like even before before then. I'm sure they've been looking to this for years, trying to uh, adapt AI. But um, I don't know how this is gonna work, like live action wise. Any AI stuff, like it might help you on the animated side. Like I could see that helping them there. But outside they're of that, I don't. Flash. Yeah, but like outside of that, it, it ain't gonna work, bro. I it's a waste of time. This is like if you can write a better script of like why we should not leave like the basically creative tools in the hands of like CEOs. This is like the greatest fucking yeah, bro. The, billboard. the whole like, is right there. Yeah, like the whole backdrop to everything. Like, and we're gonna talk about some more unionization shit later. Um, uh, but like, I don't know. You can write a better like billboard to be like, nah, we should, y'all should really pay the motherfuckers. Like, mm-hmm. not to mention like people who do use AI. Highlight all the time how horribly inaccurate and wrong that shit is frequently. Look at um, the fingers. I always tell niggas, you see these even, AI pictures, look at the fingers. Yo, just even the fingers, yo, bro. Like, if you put two plus two into an AI, it might tell you six. Like, I'm not bullshitting. <laughs> like, yeah. 
you like you people who like use it to do the homework have actually reported be like, yeah, like this shit is like I see your marketing me wrong, mad wrong for all this shit. Like, dog, like this is AI's not a good thing to be using in big important shit, uh, especially for record keeping type things. So yeah, man. Um, uh, ready to get into some my adventure with Superman? <laughs> yeah. Um, um you how'd you feel episode? about yes, how'd you feel about it? I thought it was okay. Um, I like the show. It's very like back to basic Superman, just tonally. Like uh it's very like, you know, like very like what you would think Superman would be. Um mm-hmm. I like the art style and the fights are cool. So um, what what you think? I I kind of think that like uh, I think they were it was they did it in a really smart way to kind of rip the band-aid off Jimmy knowing that he was Superman. Yeah. Um and I really do appreciate the road to the show like Clark, you you broke my door handle in half the first time I met you, bro. I figured it out <laughs> literally years ago, my nigga. Like I was just waiting for you to tell me. Um so yeah, I really do appreciate them doing that. Uh, I thought people people who are not familiar with Titans comics and villains. Um, meeting Major Ma- Ma- Mala in the brain. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm just being like, what type of freak bullshit is this? Um, <laughs> but shout out to them. Um, they were. This is like the the most funny interpretation I've seen of them so far, and it worked. It absolutely worked. I like this one, uh, even if it's like diff- way different from the comics. I fuck with this interpretation. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of tweets from my female friend, shout or to my from my woman friend, shout to y'all about how. This show has been written from by the female gaze, and like I, watching this episode, I completely get that shit. Yeah, it makes uh, sense because like there's one point in the show where like they start the in the episode like Clark feels depowered and he doesn't know he's he walked into like a run, a red sun field. For those of you who don't know, the red sun like drains Clark of his powers over time. Um, so like basically someone started like busting out on Lois, like shooting at them, and he ran in front and like. That's the moment he realized he was bulletproof. She was like, hey, yo, did you know you were bulletproof? And he was like, hell no, but I knew your ass wasn't. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like I can, I can see that. And I think that's kind of cool like, to get from the female perspective. You get a lot of Lois' perspective in this show, and I thought that's mad cool. It kind of uh, feels like a rom-com almost. It, it basically is. And I think yeah. that, that's what makes it really, really adorable, honestly and truly. Yeah. Uh, it, it also makes me like wonder how they're going to, ha- if they do get to this point, but like how they, if they ever get to like Doomsday and shit, like when Clark really has to battle, out, battle it out with a motherfucker mm-hmm. uh, and like, and how deep into the shit they're going to get. I really want to see how they, how they take care of that. But yeah, the show is great. The only thing I, once again, this show just needs a bigger budget, honestly and truly. Yeah. That's um, it. It lacks a certain like sharpness we've come to associate with with DC cartoons. Um, yeah. Like it's just not as crisp. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. um, it's a little rough around the edges. But like I fuck with the show. I hope it does nothing but get better. Uh, there's a DC crossover event we forget. I forgot to put on the agenda for San Diego Comic Con a couple months ago. So you want to talk about Beast World real quick, my guy? Yeah, yeah. What's going on with that? I I read that, but I don't know exactly what's what's going on. What's happening with that? Um, so it's gonna be a Dawn of DC event. It's gonna be the first one that like heavily features the Titans. Um, and it's going to tie into what time well, it's gonna be written by Tom Taylor, but it's going to tie into what's going on in Titans and Nightwing. Um, it's going to be centered around Beast Boy. Um, like the original thing, like it's basically this threat comes from outer space and Starfire, Superman, and Wonder Woman all go to try to stop it and get packed out and sit back down to Earth. Um, and like Beast Boy is kind of the secret to unlock this shit because like you know he's the only thing on this planet that can actually fathom its power because he can right. might he might be able to actually turn into it. Um, 
So yeah, that's kind of where it's going. It's, it's starting in October in Tales of the Titans number four. Uh, Ivan Reyes is on the art, so shout out to him. But I'm I'm glad for a Titans event. I want to see like how cool is it concerning like it's tied around Beast Boy because like honestly it was like the the Justice League fighting a bunch of intergalactic animals. I'm well, not the Justice League, but the Titans and like plus you know their superhero parents um, right. fighting a bunch of intergalactic a- uh, animals. I'm kind of cool with that. I'm gonna be 100 honest with you. I am a very basic man. You can you can ba- give me like some basic survival survival arc tournament arc type shit, and I'll be cool with that, man. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm very I'm a basic bitch. How you feel about it, man? No, no, 100. I think it's very interesting that it's being led by Beast Boy. He doesn't really get to run point a lot, so like see him actually like get a a whole event focused around him, and you know based on him, it's it's fire, bro. Uh, I feel like I feel like every time like Beast Boy gets through an event, like he gets like either packed out or like maimed or like beat up or some type of type of shit. Yeah. He's always picking himself up again. Like Beast Boy doesn't really have a lot of character de- development, does he? No, not anymore. I feel like it kind of stopped at a certain point. Um once we got to I think like maybe like early two thousands. Like Jeff Johns era type shit. Yeah, like I feel like he kind of just been the same character throughout for the most part. Mm. Just saying. Yeah. It, that's crazy. Um sorry. Marvel on the Marvel side of the comic news, uh, Marvel was releasing a retro series of 90s Daredevil. That's right, like the, the black suit Daredevil with the, with the armor and shit. It's called Daredevil Black Armor. It's going to be a four issue miniseries. Um, how do you feel about it, man? Uh, this is a cash grab. <laughs> it's a cash grab. So you niggas on a cool suit, but it's Daredevil. So we going to read it. I, I'm glad you said it. And like, all right, so like, on the way back from Detroit, Tim asked me about my like, my honest opinion, like unfiltered and like not trying to be nice for the show about Marvel comics. And like I like I didn't know this was coming out, but like I, during the this long ass rant, I was like, now they basically retro series from eras where fans actually want more like character exploration because we've been spinning the same fucking wheels for the last decade. Yeah. Right. Um, and I actually sat like while talking to Tim, I actually worked it out and I figured out that Marvel Comics is in the exact same place it was 10 years ago or like roughly 10 to 15 years ago when I got into comics, right? And here, and here, here's how I'm going to explain it, right? Let's hit the X-Men, for instance, mm-hmm. right? What happened to the X-Men a decade ago in 20, from 2012 to 2013? Avengers versus X-Men, right? Yeah, AVX, yeah. What happened this year? Avengers versus X-Men versus x for versus uh, Eternals, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And what happened after Avengers versus X Men the last time around? They lost their fucking island. The X Men was split up after that, right? <laughs> right. So, so what are I we doing? What, what are we, exactly. What are we doing ten years later? Same the X Men were shortly after an Avengers fighting event, right? Have lost their fucking island. Are now on the run around the world again, right? And mm-hmm. let's take it. Let's take it broader than this. Daredevil. A decade ago, what were the three hottest comics in the game? Daredevil, Batman, and Uncanny X Force, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So Uncanny X Force is not happening anymore, right? We'll probably see a rebrand one of these days with Wolverine leading that shit. I hope it happens. But um, a decade ago, Batman, Daredevil. A decade later, what is still the hottest? Some of the hottest comics, the most hottest comics out. Batman, Batman Daredevil, Batman. and Amazing Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. And Amazing Spider-Man has been selling. I was selling for ten years, right? But let me tell you about Amazing Spider-Man. A decade ago. Right at this exact time, Superior Spider-Man had just started or was about oh, to start. I, I, think, <laughs> I think Spider-Man 700 had literally just dropped. 
I'm not bullshitting, right? Amazing Spider-Man 700, where Doc Ock took over Peter's body, right? Basically, a spider. We, we a decade ago, we were in an era where Spider-Man was teaming up or heavily affiliated with one of his major villains in like this real redemption arc type shit. Because by the end that Peter took over, Otto was redeemed, right? And like he eventually got like another another version of Peter's body, and that's how we got Spider-Verse, right? Right. But what is Peter currently doing, right? Broke, not with Mary Jane, um, in between jobs and working with one of his major villains. Um, in a weird redemption arc. Yeah, yeah. And right? Superior Spider-Man's coming back. <laughs> and Superior Spider-Man's fucking coming back. Yeah, yeah. And we can take it greater. What the fuck are the Avengers doing? Nothing. The same, all like crazy level cosmic storylines, like for and, and and it's see a decade ago, at least we had Hickman. Hickman was moving shit around. He was, yeah, he was like he was building his pieces. Yeah, yeah. A decade later, the Hick the Avengers have not moved any farther than when Hickman left them. Yeah. And it's been so many different variations of teams, people coming in and out. Teams so got, small right now, you know. Bro, we didn't got the all new Avengers. We didn't got the, the all the all new, all different Avengers. We didn't got the the the, the fierce Avengers, the mighty Avengers, Captain America's Avengers, um, Spider Man's Avengers. Like, you know, the part the, the the Parker Industry era Avengers is a weird time. Um, yeah. but like we are quite literally in the exact same place a decade ago. Like a decade ago, Fantastic Four were actually doing something. A decade a decade later, what are they doing? The exact same shit. Yeah, not a damn much. thing. Yeah. Like, not nothing really crazy out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're literally in the exact same place a decade later that Marvel Comics was when we were, like, when we were teenagers or, 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 or burgeoning adults and type shit. Like, we're in the exact same place, man. Yeah. I hate that shit. Unfortunately. Like, we are literally in the exact same place. And why? Because Marvel won't push these fucking characters further, <laughs> man. I will say though, I will say, um, are we talking about Marvel Comics later? Or are we, are yeah, we we're talking about right now. This, it's this season comics, yeah. So I will say, you know, if you listen to this show, you know, I've always been against like events having all these side books you have to keep up with in order to mm-hmm. like get the main story. But I will say for Fall of X, I've read a, a few of them. I've read the um Iron Man tie-in. I've read the uh, X Force tie-in. I've read the um mm-hmm. a bunch of them. It's a bunch of them, a bunch of the tie-ins, and they've all been really good. Like um, the one that comes out this week, the Ghost Rider uh, Wolverine one, I was selling X uh, on the side. Like this is a really good book. If you guys want to pick up any book from any recommend recommendation I have, I would say pick up this book. It's really really good. Um, funny story. Just re- just to quickly sum it up, uh, some lady she brings his kid to Xavier's mansion. Like yo, you can help this kid. He's like fighting demons and shit, whatever, what have you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Xavier goes and looks at the kid's minds. He sees like all oh, hell and demons and shit. And Xavier's like, "This nigga's not a mutant. I can't help him. Get him the fuck out of here." <laughs> so, she the kid, so she takes the kid away. The same time across the town, uh, uh Johnny Blaze is having these visions of like all oh, this weird shit happening, and it kind of leads him to the X Mansion. So he drives. He's making his way to the X Mansion. Making so the kid. From- yeah, pretty much, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> so the kid freaks out um, at the Forster homies in, and, like, some uh-huh. demon shit fucks it up, and he makes his way back to the X-Mansion. Uh, fucks Man, it up. Uh-huh. Yeah, fucks it up there. Uh, Wolverines fights him. The kid runs off. They can't find him, whatever, what have you. But then um, Ghost Rider pulls up, and Wolverine's like, I gotta fight you now, nigga. Like, you can't just be stepping. I don't know if you with him or not. So they start scrapping, but then they come, you know, it comes to a point where it's like, oh man, we have to work together. So that's what's gonna be happening going forward in the Ghost Rider book. But um, 
it's actually really good. It's really good. Uh, I would say pick it up. And uh, actually, yeah, pick up all the all the side books. It's been good. Like even the um, the Iron Man one with Iron Man and Emma Frost is, that's coming out is really good too. So definitely try to pick that up. Uh, yeah, this might this might lead into like a you know, my bad for interrupting. No, you're good, bro. Um, well, this might lead into like an interesting era of, of X Men books because uh, I just you know I've been keeping up with uh, I saw X Men number twenty five, basically mm-hmm. the one immediately after the fallout of you know the mutant massacre. Right, and it's right. basically Kitty Pride sliming the entire orcas organization. Yeah, she was going um, crazy. <laughs> and like she she really embraced her inner wolverine was like, nah, bro. My that yeah. Kitty Pride was my slave name. My name is Shadow. Yeah, Cat, type baby. shit. Type um, shit. and I thought that was some of the hardest shit I've seen because like she's always like she's kitty like Kitty Pride has always been really cool. Like she's always her powers are really cool. And like she can she uses it for try to use it for good as much as she can. You know, she's been a pirate, she's been a guardian of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has never truly just gone on her murder shit before. And right. now she is clearly like she's always like she'll always like put her hand in someone's chest and be like, if you don't tell me what I need, I will make this shit solid and dead you right now. But she yeah. ain't never been one just to go out and do it, right? She slimed an entire organization for aiding and abetting in the massacre of her people, bro. Yeah, so she went, she went crazy. She was unchained, and no, even the X Force so, book is good because it like explains like uh, why the X Force doesn't get killed in the whole <laughs> thing that happens at the Metal Fire Gala. Because they Colossus, were doing. Go ahead. He tells he tells the niggas like, "Yo, man, y'all niggas stay here. It might be some shit going down. Y'all should stay here." And they're mad at him. They're just like, "What the fuck, bro? Like, I, I bought an outfit for this." Deadpool says, "Like, I, I want to go." <laughs> <laughs> so they were planning to sneak and going, but by the time they do that, Colossus run through a portal like, "Yo, you niggas getting here? Shit has gone bad." Yeah. So right. wait, is Colossus still like a brainwash or whatever? That's what. That's the thing. So uh, Domino has she goes digs up a grave. She sees a dead body that uh, Colossus led her there. She has some more information on Colossus. She realized that Colossus is kind of lead them into a bad place, but it's, by uh-huh. then it's already too late. They're already in there. Damn. Um, yeah. Wolverine's not a part of the X Force, right? No, not this. Okay, uh, not this time. All right, cool. So I, I honestly, I really, honestly, and truly hope that Uncanny X Force book comes around again, purely because I think it'll be interesting if like Kitty Pryde let these motherfuckers with like Wolverine as like the chief lieutenant. Like, yeah, basically yeah. the re- the reverse dynamic. I think that'll be mad cool. I think um, with this whole Fall of X thing is like you said, it's gonna like it's gonna re uh, reconfigure these teams a little bit. So there's gonna be different people on different teams on different things after this. Uh, do we know if either of the X-23s survived? Um, I don't think so. From what I read, I haven't seen uh, either one. Either, damn, both, have they put out a list of confirmed kill? Because, like, I saw, like, some people getting slimed, but, like, I didn't see for sure Laura or some shit. But, um, yeah, I don't know. She hasn't, I would think she would have popped up in, um, at least Dark X-Men. Because Sink, Sink got slimed, right? Sink got slimed, so I would think Talon, yeah, is gone. You would think she's. Uh, we'll figure that shit eventually. Yeah, she'll pop I, up. Just whoever never pops up in the storyline after this, just, you know, stay <laughs> <It's down>. gone. <laughs> um, what the fuck else? I did not get to the oh night terrors. Yo, what's going on with this book? This is a hundred one, hundred and one different uh, comics and covers. What's going on with this? So, uh, so basically, they're they're putting out uh, DC's doing an event called Night Terrors, where basically every superhero is living through like the greatest nightmare, and and one of them, Batman, basically gets put in the, in the exact moment after his parents get clapped, right? Yes, um, and like it, it's it's put in the context of would basically 
eight-year-old Bruce Wayne be proud of, you know, the Batman that he's become. Right. Um, so he gets put in the moment and he's like, basically like, baby Bruce is like, yo, like, will I ever feel whole again type shit? And Bruce is like, you are going to be alone for a very long time. It's just going to be you, your darkness, and your mission. And uh, at one point, Bruce is like, but in your darkness, they are going to find you, your friends, your family, your children. Um, and he basically is like, yo, and like your children are the coolest part of this old shit, yo. Um, That's he pretty cool. And like, Br- like little baby Bruce is like, damn, nigga, this sounds like a family. He's like, yeah, bro, it is. And like, they, and like, <laughs> they have this like this, this really cool moment. And like, baby Bruce is like, I'm, I'm proud of you, my nigga. And Big Bruce is like, Smith, thank you, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's really cool, cool and cute and shit. So I thought it was pretty awesome. So if for those yeah, of you right, can, yeah, go check that shit out, man. You know, give yourself a little confidence speech to yourself right now. Childhood you would be absolutely proud of you right now. Unless you're a human trafficker, then like you should <laughs> then you, you gotta perish. Do, yeah, you should do some soul searching, my nigga. That's on yeah. you. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's hot. That's all I have for this week in comments. So uh you ready to move on or be good? Nah, we good, we good, bro. All right, bet. Uh Ooh, bye-bye. Um, let's get into fantastic watch this week. <laughs> the great because Huey Gate. Hashtag Huey Gate. Huey Gate. Um, what a hell of a weekend <laughs> for so much news to drop while I'm on the fucking road. Yeah. Um, first off, uh it was it was it was quasi confirmed somehow that uh Jack Quaid, Huey from The Boys, um, and the killer from the last screen movie, because I just watched that shit. Uh, was going to be the human torch, right? Like, damn near confirmed. And then Jack Quaid came on Twitter himself and was like, my nigga, I have no idea why how y'all think deals are getting done during a dual strike. But while you're here, donate to the SAG after relief fund. Yeah. Um, and basically dunked on that shit. like, nigga, I am not the human torch. Fuck out of here. Um, and then this all came from, I, I let me find the specific YouTube channel so I can make sure I get this right for y'all because and like if any of this should turned out to be wrong, which very well possible will, um, I do not want y'all coming back, and I want to make sure to be the point y'all squarely at the people who do deserve to get told this shit. Um, <laughs> it was who is niggas on YouTube? Give me a second. So it man. was John Roca, John Roca on YouTube, and I want to make sure, yeah, John Roca. It's on one of his latest videos on his YouTube channel. But John Roca basically said that out, and I got the following for you. I made sure to, to aggregate this shit. That basically Vanessa Kirby is the only confirmed actor, actor and/or actress to close the deal for Fantastic Four before the strike happens. Vanessa Kirby will be Sue Storm and will be the movie's protagonist, right? Um, another thing that was confirmed was Galactus is going to be a main villain or be the main villain. Um, and, and allegedly the actor is going to be Latino. Um, heavy alleged super rumors, like I'm I'm putting this out there just in case it's not true. Um, but Antonia Banderas is rumored to be playing Galactus. Um personally, I want my man from um No Country for Old Men to play him, but hey, I, I <laughs> he might him. be too sinister for the role though, nigga. Like he hey, man, hey, he, he, hey man, listen, he's playing Galactic Eater, dog. He gotta be sinister, you feel me? But him honestly, um, I would say save him for Mr. Sinister. Yo, that'd be hard, honestly yeah. and truly. Um, but this is this is the funniest part of the report because like it's very specific, but allegedly, once again, heavy alleged, Marvel wants a fat white guy yeah. to play the thing 
Um, and the name that has been thrown out there and now since like not debunked, but like we doubt it happens type shit is cousin from the bear, uh, Ibon Moss Bakrock. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah. he's like a real chef too. That's what I Yeah, uh, but yeah, cousin from the bear is, is rumored to be playing the fucking thing, man. Um, so man, with all of this, and but one, but once again, being our resident Fantastic Four expert, how yeah. are you feeling about this? Um, I think it's all right. I think, um, I think her getting cast is Sue. Pretty good casting. Um, I'm loving the, that Galactus is going to be in this. They really, they literally could redo the second Fantastic Four movie and actually show Galactus' face, and I'll be fine. Like, yeah, honestly, <laughs> honestly. I would be fine with it. But um, yeah, this sounds good so far. My vote for thing is uh, Action Bronson <laughs> or something like that. If <laughs> thing, if you're going fat white guys. Um, honestly, if we're doing fat white guys, can we get fat from from the bear? Honestly, and truly, he could be the thing. He's a very wholesome fat white guy. Like he's yeah, very funny. Man. I I fuck with him. Let's, let's pick fat, but but I continue. No, hundred percent. Um, um, I'm kind of I kind of like Sue being the protagonist and eh, whatever. I've always thought it would be interesting to have Franklin be the protagonist, and he just sees his family through his lens. You know what I mean? That's yeah. always was so cool. That's I remember Hickman wrote a story like that where he just was a day in Franklin uh, Richard's life. I thought it was really cool. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm hyped for it. Um, we're probably not gonna get any more casts for a very long time. But um, yeah, hundred days and counting. Yeah. Um. <laughs> See you niggas in 2024. You know, <laughs> 2026 at this rate. Yeah. Um. Uh, I I I don't mind Vanessa Kirby. I think she's cool. Um, I think it's interesting to make Sue the protagonist, and I do think it's like a it's a small admission to be like Reed Richards is a boring white guy, and we mm-hmm. we, we, we try we're gonna try to make him not make boring white guys the, our main characters as much as possible, which I completely get. Um, I think like them making we don't know like what race Reed will be, but like I think them like writing in that the thing has to be um white, which effectively makes like three of the four of them white, is kind of whack. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, you know Vanessa Kirby's white, then like her brother is going to be white unless they go the Michael B. Jordan route, which I really doubt. Or like type shit like they did with the last Fantastic Four movie. Uh, but like if Jack Quay was fucking rumored dog, and like the last name who's rumored before him was Paul Mescal, then like I, I think it's safe. To, yeah, yeah I safe to assume it's going to be white. So like, I think it's why I feel like all of them will be white. Um, but I I gotta say I I do think it's funny by like uh. Some scoopers out there, like there have been like reputable sources, like uh, Murphy's Multiverse, who has now confirmed the Vanessa Kirby thing. Um, but like, let me make sure I get the the date and time for these this fucking tweets right, because like, I want to I want to tell people to stop believing certain scoopers. And Grace Randolph is it's absolutely top of my list. Top of the list. Bro. Um, that is someone we have talked about for years on this podcast about who. Not to fucking believe, right? Um, actually, let me do this share my phone because Twitter desktop works differently. Uh, but my time to shine. Hello, let me make sure I get these motherfucking tweets right. The time of these tweets right, because the person whoever's behind that account tweeted out over the weekend basically that like you know scoopers are so weird and like these things are so weird. And it was a really small, like low-key way to admit the motherfucker was wrong about some shit. Yeah. Um, and like I don't mind a motherfucker being wrong. Like we've been wrong about scoops here on the show before. That's how we always put like heavy alleged or like rumor before before yeah. some shit, right? Um, but the motherfucker said on May 6th, 
that Adam Driver is our Reed Richards. Very confident. Make, Play for their yo, feet yo, there. Yeah. Yo, it, it's, they said it like right here. Like the tweet is still up. Not delete it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let me see if when they said Margot Robbie on May 1st, they said Margot Robbie was damn near confirmed to Sue Storm. And things and God bless for them not straight saying it, like it's a done deal. But they basically said they literally said it's done. Adam Driver is our Reed Richards on May 1st, right? Mm-hmm. 90 days later, and I quote, the fantastic forecasting is such a weird roller coaster. Matt Shockman had a clear vision in, in the mind, and he wanted it was set on Driver, Rob, uh, Robbie, Mescal, and Diggs as the leads, but then they all passed. Post-strike is going to be interesting to see who finally gets it. You mean to tell me that we found out before this motherfucker that Adam Driver was not going to be Rhea Richards and had, in fact, passed on that shit, and you were out here tweeting that it was a done deal, my nigga? Yeah. Can't be doing That's- shit like that. You can't be like, at least throwing it on a rumor, a legend or some shit like that. I can I can see you being ambiguous about it, but like that's that's some that's some irresponsible shit not to be like I'm wrong. Because even fucking Fabrizio Romano would be like, hey man, this report was wrong. <laughs> well, he'll he'll correct himself an hour later, he'll have all the details of the same transfer with correct ex- information. Ex- exactly. You gotta come yeah. back with the right information, my nigga. You'd be like, hey, hey yo, my, my source at least be like, hey, my source was wrong on this shit, type shit, right? You gotta yeah. be, you gotta be responsible for that. That's how make, you make people trust you, dog. Between this and that bullshit they posted with Flash talking about, they saw a test screening a full year before test screenings <laughs> were available, right? Or were reported for that shit. Come on, man. Come on, y'all gotta, y'all gotta start believing these sensational ass supers, dog. Who be telling you everything you want to hear? Y'all, y'all gotta start, stop believing that shit, man. Um, exactly. also shout out to Margot Robbie for being the star of the only uh movie in history to gross a billion dollars directed by only a female or a woman director so shout out to her shout out to uh greta gerwig right that's her name yep. yeah shout out to them barbie cost a billion dollars so uh wb y'all gonna have to pay the fine you feel me uh-huh. um but fantastic for how are we feeling about i'm feeling about it before we get to the main event of this week nah man i'm hyped for it man i can't wait to see what else comes comes from the uh, casting news all right um it was reported, uh, was it last night or the night before that? It was reported very recently that the Marvel Studios visual effects house has voted to unionize and join yeah. the IATSE, which is the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. Um, these are the visual effects pros employed directly by Marvel and generally work in Atlanta, Los Angeles, and New York. Uh, Marvel has not voluntarily recognized the union yet. Per the Hollywood Reporter, and also to add, this does not include the thousands of workers from all the third-party studios that also work on Marvel films. This is just the in-house people. But even just the in-house people doing this is fucking huge, man. Van, how are you feeling about this, dog? Yo, man, shout out to all my niggas getting paid, man. Like, once again, Black Variant's all about unions, niggas. Like, join the union, get, be a part of it, form, form them. Like, we love it. Uh I think this is going to be big, especially at Marvel. We're like notorious for doing grimy shit to their visual effects artists. You know what I mean? As we, we've reported for the last year or so. Uh, damn, probably longer than that at this point. <laughs> yeah, know, about it's, the, yeah. It, it's been like, it's. I got to say, it's been at least one full calendar year. So let's, let's yeah. give it 18 months. Whatever. Yeah, I give, I'll give them that. But uh, yeah, man, this is fire, man. Um, what industries, especially uh, in the movie business, are unionized? Uh, all right. Listen, man, visual effects artists, we've, we've been seeing all types of... Listen, Marvel invented a new porn categories on these motherfuckers for the way they abuse these people. Pixel fucking, yeah. man. 
uh, Marvel has like there's stories of people like literally dropping on the floor like during like on Collider dog. If you ever read, read one of the articles through it, um, people who like having like legitimate collapses and like working through like having fucking panic attacks, dog. Like the shit is crazy, man. Like well, I hope these people get paid. Um, and more importantly, I hope this unleashes a wave of unionization in these visual effects houses. Absolutely. Um, because if this if this does successfully set this off, especially in a time where you can see like with the actors on strike, with the writers on strike, that like that fear of like bucking to the studios is, is getting less and less every day. Um, even as people like uh someone I think I forgot who, who said it or who said it, but one of the someone came out and said, like, you know, they lost their house. Um uh, Due to the strike, but like they still don't regret going on strike because they're doing it for the right reason, you know, make sure people get paid. Um, and like I, I hope these visual effects workers like really get into that because that will ver- that would radically change how we get these movies after this, for especially the as they become more heavily uh relying on the visual effects uh-huh. and um the AI shit that's being introduced. I they they gotta be getting paid, man. You gotta y'all gotta open that checkbook for them, man. Dog, you gotta listen, man. Um, I want to say for every all these people, I really hope they get paid, dog. Like, um, I really hope they get paid. And for like uh, Ninja Turtles, Seth Rogen came out. Like Seth Rogen, Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem came out this weekend theaters, and like I did not realize it was SummerSlam weekend. Otherwise, I would have been there Friday night. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but Seth Rogen basically came out. And was like we made it a, a mandate to not overwork these motherfuckers. Like. South Oregon was like, I do not want them putting in more hours than I'm doing. Like yeah. that, that shit is crazy. Um, and he made sure not to mandate that and made to mandate that. And you can see how much that love and appreciation is shown through in this movie. Cause damn near it's looking like shout out to Donnie put this in the chat as well. That fucking across the Spider-Verse and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles may be two of the best movies of the year. Yeah. Um that's a movie, that's a year with you know Oppenheimer and Barbie and shit. Um, and you know, the ghost of the flash. Um, <laughs> man, I you can see that love through these movies, and that's why you should want these things. When people get to put love into these movies, the movies get better, and the art thrives, and that's what we really need, man. The art to thrive. Um, so that's all we got for y'all this week, man. Uh, let's run through, let's pay some bills, and let's get out of here. Yeah. First off, Life from Titan Towers was postponed this week purely because I was tired. I was super fucking tired. Um. <laughs> I, I could not record the day after that shit. I had to. I, had to drink. <laughs> I didn't think you I, would. That's why I didn't even ask. I was like, I know X is gas. He's probably still I, asleep. Right I now. sounded like I had just woke up for the, like the next thirty six hours, man. Like until today, I did not get my normal voice back. So, yeah, dog. I I was not. We all get that shit next week. Um, not this week, man. But that's what happened to the lookout, man. Because you know the Jutsu Kai is in his back, and you know yeah, the boys working over there. Yeah, man. The Jutsu Kai is now is now in Fortnite. What a fucking time to be alive, man. Yeah, man. Can you, can you locked in? No, we locked in, brother. <laughs> That's can, it. Can, can you imagine a decade ago that if, in Call of Duty, fucking Goku would be in that shit? That's that's the equivalent, right? Like, can you imagine like in the peak of Modern Warfare 2, you saw Goku come through in Kamehameha, motherfucker? That's and favela? Goku and favela yeah. is crazy. No, yeah, yeah. Ima- imagine fucking beers touching down on Rust, my nigga. Come on, dog. <laughs> Goku Black and fucking Terminal is crazy. Yo, uh, yo, Optimus Prime 
in stadium, my nigga, yeah, in scrapyard. Come yes, on, dog. Sir. Come on, yes, man. Like, that's that's <laughs> the equivalent to like what people play Fortnite these days. Get to live through, and that shit is so fucking exciting. Absolutely. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to tap in a little bit, man. I'm gonna have to tap in. You, yeah. I gotta do what I gotta do, but go check into Lookout. Tap into the A show this week, please, please, please. I beg you. Tap mm-hmm. into the A show this week. Tap into the World Report. Tap into the Rise Through. Tap into Stay Busy. Tap into the Black Brand. Tap into Ugly Radio with Rob. Tap into BLT. Um, also, I know we shouted him out at the beginning of the show, but special shout out to Justin who talked about dealing with some work shit uh, on Black Brand in A show last week. I wanted to say publicly that you know y'all, I've I've been talking about my therapy journey, and I do want to tell y'all that like I was dealing with some other work shit that led me to go to therapy. And I've been trying to be open about it to the best of my ability. I still deal with like some feelings of shame and guilt regarding yeah. talking about it publicly. But I do really want to normalize that shit for like everybody in our community, for anybody listening to this. If you're going Absolutely. through some shit, please reach out to the homies. Please reach out to the professionals. Um, we are always here to talk about it, man. And like, hey, man, like this is like something I've, I've learned through Sid. But like, yo, man, we are a lot more similar than we all think. Yeah. And like Absolutely. whenever you whenever you going through some shit, you always think you're the only one, and you're not. I'm here to tell you right now, my nigga. Whatever you think this once in a lifetime catastrophe you're living through personally, you're not. People are there to love you and support you, my nigga. And you should reach out. All right. Yep. You don't need to make yourself an island, people. Especially when you got community. Yep. It's like I always say, man. You think about all the hardest days in your life, and you made it through all of them. Right hey now. man, hey man. You know what I'm saying? We we, we nine thousand and counting. You feel me, baby? You know what I'm saying? We out here. Be your personal so, Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah. Be be your own wise man every yeah, once in a while. Exactly. exactly. Uh, but of course, if you want nothing but a wise man, of course you gotta tap into the patreon.com backslash the black variant RC and our black variant discord featured with nothing but wise man and the homie Empress. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. Uh shout out to everybody in the Discord. Uh, shout out to everybody who showed up with Shaka Confessions as well. Uh, all the what. All the positive thoughts, all the well wishes, all the like that we fuck with it. Like we appreciate all that shit. We see all that shit, man. Thank you so much for all y'all. Um, we recorded with the homie Ali over the weekend, so that will be coming to y'all in a couple of weeks. Um, we actually recorded with the homie and Tosin and Panit from um, Shirtless Plantain Show because the homies are gracious and recorded themselves on video. The file's a little bit too big, so it's gonna take a little bit of time to get that out to y'all. But it will be coming out to y'all as soon as we can get out to y'all. Um, so in addition, follow us at Black Rain RNC. Rest subscribe to all the channels. Subscribe to the Patreon. You can support just trying to get three dollars. And anything to leave for the people before we get out of here, man. Nah, we love and appreciate y'all. Like always, man. We'll see you guys next week. Remember, hottest summer on record. Wash your ass. We out. <laughs> Peace.